0: This is the Behind the Micah podcast, where we discuss Jesus, community, and everyday life. I'm your host, Micah Steven, and our goal is always to take people from where they are to where they need to be. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Micah podcast. Man, this has been uh it's been a couple weeks, maybe even a month since the last time I was on here, kind of took a break uh for a little bit, but I had some people saying, "Hey man, I ran out of episodes on the Behind the Mic podcast. We got to get this thing going again." And today I have a special guest with me. Before I introduce him, I just want you guys to know we are on Spotify, we are on uh, Apple, all the major platforms, Amazon, uh iHeartRadio, all those things. Man, uh go check it out. Uh, but but I want to say this. Today, my guest with me is Mark McGee. He preaches uh, at the Crossing Church in Milton, Delaware. Now, Mark, it's great to have you on the show,
1: man. Good to be here. Thanks I for got, having me.
0: I got to say this, Mark, man. I've never been to Milton, Delaware. I don't know anything about Milton, Delaware. I think I've been to Delaware one time in my life, and it was only because I was passing through to go
1: somewhere else. You're exactly right. If you don't have a reason, you will never be in Delaware. How close are you and, to New York? Uh, we're three and a half hours from New York. Not okay. even close, really. Okay. So you, so you drove on ninety-five through ten minutes of Delaware.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: That's I, it. I I want to say that
0: it was like a I I want to say we stopped at like a like a Ponderosa or something. It was like a buffet <laughs> restaurant when I went through, and and I just remember the waitress said, "Hey, you're in Delaware right now." I'm like, that's "Okay, funny. that's a fir- that's a first for me." So. That's That's my only experience in the state of Delaware.
1: If you don't have a reason, you'll never end up here.
0: (laughs) So, hey, (laughs) uh, man, the first time that I met Mark McGee, uh, I believe if I'm going way back, it's been uh, probably I think I met you or at least we 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 cross paths at uh, the prayer clinic one year you okay I think you spoke at a prayer clinic like maybe like 10 years ago and uh I think we crossed path that way. Uh I heard you speak and I thought man this dude is this dude's good man. I I, I like it. I, I, uh, give me more. So
1: oh boy. And I think that was <laughs> that
0: was the first time that I met you. And then of okay. course I've just I've followed you along uh you know on, on social media and those kinds of things man. Love what you're doing out there. Um you're not from Delaware.
1: No, I grew up in southern Ohio.
0: Hillsboro. So let me ask you this: Are you a Bengals fan?
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. Now I'm also Ravens, uh, but when you don't when they got out, I'm 100% Blue Day. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm curious. <laughs> is
0: is that what is that what Delaware people are? Are they are they Raven fans or how does that work?
1: So uh, Delaware is scattered. Eagles, Ravens, Reds, <clears throat> whatever they're called now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unreal yeah. commanders that's it that's crazy they'll but, always be um, the
0: redskins to me i'm sorry can i say that
1: yeah well me too but i'll have to be honest with you so i grew up a Bengals fan always rooted for the Bengals. didn't really have much to root for right uh when i came to delaware about the second year in of being the preacher here at the crossing a friend of mine from church said hey i, went to, I want to take you to a football game so he took me to raven stadium i converted on the spot oh wow Now, so Bengals has always been number two, but I've ever since then. So 20 years I've been a Ravens fan. Okay. And, uh, you know, but I'm excited for this year for sure.
0: Oh my gosh, man. I'm telling you what, I, it's, you know, I think the last time the Bengals were, uh, well, of course, when they won that game a couple weeks ago, the first in the playoffs, that was like, I was like this big, man, when, when they won uh, the last time they won a playoff game. And it's like, Oh my gosh, right. how awesome is this? I mean, it, I, I'm three hours away from from Cincinnati now, right? I'm three okay. three hours and I still am feeling these, I, I don't want to say vibes, but maybe feeling these vibes all the way from Cincinnati. I mean, what the city is doing right now, it's it's incredible. I'm sure. It's so awesome.
1: I'd I kind of like to be there right now.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, me too. Hey, but uh, so so you grew up in Southern Ohio and um, how did, I mean, did, did you, let me ask you, let me start this. Did you always think you were going to be in ministry or how did, how did that play out?
1: Uh, um, I've wanted to be a preacher ever since I was four years old, even at wow. four, my earliest memories. Hey, Mark, what are you going to be when you grow up? My answer would always be, I'm going to be a preacher and I've never considered anything else.
0: Okay. How, Crazy. I mean, I'm assuming you you were raised in church and all that kind of stuff, or you just I was
1: mom and dad, strong Christians. Uh, yeah. you know, so we were in church the whole time, lots of time. I I you know, my dad was a elder at the church, but you know, not into full time ministry. So I don't really know why. It's just has always been my answer. I've always known.
0: Okay. So um let me ask you this: if you if you weren't preaching, what would you be doing? <laughs>
1: Well, so my my so in heaven, I'm gonna ask God to allow me to either be a worship leader or stand up comedian. So there you know you go. <laughs> So that's I don't know. I don't I know. I like it.
0: <laughs> I like it. Uh you know, so 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 you grow up in, in Southern Ohio, realizing from an early age that you uh want to get into ministry um and, and you want to preach. Uh how did you end up in Delaware?
1: That's a great story. So I went to Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, Graduated, jumped into uh, summer classes to head into my master's because everybody is like, might as well get your master's while you're there. So I jumped in. Um, The preacher, um, my preacher through high school and college, preached my ordination. And after he preached my ordination, he said to me, Mark, um, I'm moving to Ocean View, Delaware next weekend to take a ministry position. I um i want you to come work with me in three months i'll call you and give you a job offer you a job i'm like yeah okay right three months later he called me offered me a job i went to i went to ocean view checked it out and so i was the associate youth minister there almost three years Yeah, and then went to the church where i'm at now okay so it was really through my high school my preacher in high school connection there
0: yeah and and loved it obviously you've been there for how many years did you say you've been
1: there? So been I was in Delaware. Ocean, yeah. So I was at ocean view almost three years as youth minister. And I'm in my 29th year at the crossing. Wow. Now. Wow.
0: Yeah. So, so total years in ministry, what you got? Was so it longer than that? or was it just ministry, the 32 or it's
1: a, a little bit longer, probably, uh, uh, 35 years. Cause wow. basically cause I preached through college.
0: Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Man.
1: At a little church, Metamora, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Metamora. I know where Metamora is. Oh, is that over by uh, Brookville? Is that
1: yes. Far from Brookville? Uh-huh. Yeah. Very nice. Awesome. So that's where I cut my teeth and then graduated and headed to Delaware.
0: How cool is that? And now you've loved it ever since. I mean, obviously. Loved there. it
1: ever since. It's a great place. Great place to raise kiddos. And yeah. the Lord's blessed us like crazy.
0: How many kids you got, man?
1: I got four. All of them are young adults scattered throughout the country and empty nesting right here it's good
0: how was that adjustment
1: um i welcomed it big time my yeah. wife was slower to welcome yeah. it so now we're in the stages our kiddos are you know bringing kiddos into yeah. the uh, world so that's a new excitement
0: well you know everybody's different right they have this um there's this there's certain parents who when their kids move out uh, they're ready for the hot tub, right? Let's put the hot tub in the bedroom where they were. We're good to go. Then there's others who are like, "Man, I don't even know what to do with myself. These kids are gone," and and here you are now to the point where you're, you know, you know, you're going to be a, a grandpa. D- do you have a name? Do you have a? Have you talked? Are are well, you're not you're not a grandpa yet?
1: Well, yes, I have two grandchildren. Okay. Uh, I think I'm pops. Pops, pops. Okay.
0: That's that's a big deal. Yeah. You got, I mean that's you yeah, that's grandpa. a big
1: deal. Again. Grandpa's not too old enough easy. to be a grandpa yeah that's too easy <laughs> <laughs>
0: well
1: that's awesome
0: man uh yeah that's, that's good that's incredible um and that's good good for your uh and your family and and i'm glad that you uh are, are did you say are, are they in ministry? any of your kids in ministry or so i have
1: two in the military two in the ministry oh wow yeah, wow. yeah. How cool is that so I got one I uh, got an airman air force i got a marine And then I have a son's in student ministry right now in Colorado Springs and a daughter who's uh, in worship ministry in Indianapolis.
0: Wow. Awesome. That's incredible. Where we're we're at in Indy? Can I ask? So she's uh, she's on the worship team at the Creek. Oh, the Creek. Yeah. Very familiar with with the Creek. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's awesome, man. well, I like I said, I'm glad you, you you jumped on, took some time today. I want to talk about a topic that I think is very uh relevant today. And uh it's this it's this kind of this scary word that a whole lot of people don't talk about, or at least they don't really know how to talk about it. Um it, it's it's the topic on judging. Uh, and all right. Um, you know, most people don't like to be judged. I don't like to be judged. Uh I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't let me ask you this. When when you when you have You know, you, you've been preaching now for over 30 years, man, and I'm sure you've spoke in front of all different kinds of people. Has there ever been a time where when you spoke, uh, maybe there was someone that you respected that was in the audience or whatever? And did you ever feel like the whole time they were maybe critiquing you or kind of judging the way that you're preaching? Did it, did it affect maybe how you were preaching a little bit?
1: Yeah, um, so... Yeah, I think I've encountered that a couple times. Uh, one of the one of the worst time for me that just really bothered me during the preaching was that we had a kid um, in the youth group at our church, became a Christian, like th- three weeks later, was killed in an automobile accident. Oh, gosh. So um, he had family members that were living homosexual lifestyle. Yeah and the audience was filled with and so i received nothing but scowls murmurs audible i was a little bit afraid yeah yeah. for my like physical well-being
0: yeah yeah
1: and you talk about feeling judged yeah i was and and all i wanted to do is comfort the family who just lost their boy and share the gospel. And man, I don't know if anything was heard that day.
0: Yeah. It's it's this, it's this kind of this odd feeling, right? I mean, you know, like um, I've, I, I think for me, like one of the hardest ones for me being judged and not necessarily in a bad way, but like one of the hardest places for me to preach is when I go back home. Um, I love it. Those are my people, but man, the whole time it's like, I I think that's when I get the most nervous uh, to speak. Is in front of my hometown.
1: Prophet without honor.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Right.
1: I, yeah.
0: I, I don't know. Uh I, I don't necessarily love the idea of being judged. I, I don't know really anybody who does. Um, but a lot of times we hear, especially like in the church, we'll hear people from outside the church saying, Man, those Christians are so judgmental. Uh or 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 you know, I, I'm I, you maybe heard somebody say, Well, I, I don't mean to judge, but um. Right and 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 what happens is is a lot of times people even people I've even heard people who aren't christian people they'll pull a verse from Matthew chapter 7 verse 1 where 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 Jesus says you know you know don't judge right unless you be judged you know and and so they they can quote that by heart and a lot of times just kind of pulling it out of complete out of context and using it in Oh yeah that.
1: totally most misunderstood scripture reference quoted so wow. my question
0: to you mark is is it ever appropriate to judge?
1: Well, absolutely. All you have to do is read the rest of the chapter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, you know, so everybody can quote Matthew 7:1, do not judge, lest you be judged. You know, right. everybody can quote that section and uh, totally ripping it from context. Right. Um, you know what? So what I think is interesting when you read the rest of the chapter, the rest of the chapter uh actually makes it essential that you know how to judge appropriately mm. so you're making judgment calls in order to fulfill the rest of the chapter um you know so for example at the very end of that section it says do not give dogs what is sacred or hogs yeah dogs what is sacred and pearls to pigs yeah. all right we have to make a judgment call to right. all right what is sacred what is not who are the dogs and who are the pigs right. you know so that's all based on judgment you know later in the chapter he's like uh hey there's two. There's two gates. Choose the narrow one. Okay. Well, that requires a judgment call. For sure. Right. Yeah. Then there, and then, and then there's Jesus actually calling a man a foolish man. There's a yeah. wise man and there's a foolish one. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Jesus is. He must not be asking us to do something that he was going to go ahead and do himself. So. Yeah, yeah you got to. You well, got to so, look at the context.
0: Well, I, so I think I think sometimes right that you know because you look at Jesus's life right and you, and you see, um, you know, like jesus it almost seems like he's inconsistent even though we know he's not but it seems like he is because there are times when you know he he goes to the pharisees and he you know he he calls them a brood of vipers and he calls them sons of hell which is which is totally cool Yikes. right uh, uh that, Yikes. That, that jesus is is yeah and, but but then like then he goes to a guy who is a liar and a cheat and nobody likes him and says hey bro get out of the tree i'm gonna hang out with you at your house today or he yeah. goes to guys like Matthew, who's kind of in that same boat, and he says, yeah. hey, Matthew, you're going to be one of my boys. And, uh, you know, he goes to a woman who's caught in adultery and and he, he's like, I don't condemn you. Uh, which is it like Jesus? Are we to judge? Are we not to judge? And I think to help us answer that question, there's there's a lot of the who, what, where, when, why's that help us. right? Absolutely. So so I think it's definitely appropriate, like you said, from Matthew chapter seven, it's definitely appropriate to judge, but who, uh, who are we to judge? And, and how does, how, how does that go about?
1: Right. Well, so maybe just to back up a minute um, in Matthew seven, verse one, where he says, do not be judged or you too will be judged. So there's the key or you too will be judged. And then he says, for the same measure you use, that's going to be the measure given back to you. Right. So it's not a command here of don't do this or it's sin. It's really kind of a cautionary. You might want to be careful about your attitude here because that's what you're going to receive. And uh, what is funny is you, you, uh, you alerted me yesterday about the topic and last night on the, I was on the phone with my, with one of my sons, who's, I was trying to help him. He's not the, He's not the most skilled with budgeting, so I'm helping him. Okay. And uh, he said, Dad, I tell you what, uh, my gym is so stupid. And I know what he's going to tell me. I know what he's going to tell me. And I'm like, well, be careful because, you know, being so quick to call somebody stupid because it might not be the gym. He says, what do you mean? I said, you're going to tell me that they're still charging you 10 months a month, right? That's because you didn't call and cancel it. Am I right? Oh, yeah, not yet. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I think Jesus, I think Jesus is warning the person on a personal level. Yeah. Hey, be really careful how you interact with people because that attitude is going to be the same way they're coming back.
0: There. Because. Go ahead. Because
1: we are going to be judging people. I mean, it's 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 required to live that we make great judgment calls all through life
0: well I, and i think that's one hundred percent correct I, I i think there's a there's a there's a story for us um that i can pull from scripture where a guy is caught up in something that he shouldn't be caught up in and paul really addresses this right and addresses <laughs> kind kind of helps us and and it comes in first corinthians chapter five our oh, church yeah. right our church right now is going through the book of first Corinthians. And I've always, I've told them like throughout this series, there's a, there's a few times when I may have to wear sunglasses because I can't look you in the face when I preach this.
1: Absolutely. Great Um, day.
0: But, but there is a story that is so, uh, interesting uh if if you think the bible's boring man you're boring right because you're not not reading it yeah so in in first corinthians chapter five there's a guy that that paul addresses there's some there's some jacked up stuff going on i'm just going to read the first five verses of chapter five and we're going to kind of address this guy and how they handled the situation okay it says this it says it's actually reported that there's sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not even are not tolerated even among pagans. For a man has his father's wife. Hold Yikes. up! What just happened? Hold up! Uh, yeah. And and you're arrogant. Ought you? Uh, or he says, "Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in body, I'm present in spirit, and as if present, I have already pronounced judgment." There's that word on the one who did such a thing when you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus. You are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. So Mm. so there's this guy he's he's uh, apparently in a relationship with his uh, stepmom. I think Let's hope. I, we, we, that's better than the other option. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe you've, maybe you've, from, from what I've looked and what I've studied, I would say most people say that it's stepmom. I don't know
1: if right. it's, I Probably mean, it's still so. jacked
0: up, right? I mean, either way, it's still pretty crazy.
1: It's still jacked up. Yes. And, and,
0: and, and so that you have this guy and Paul certainly judging this guy, right? Right. Um, so, so I guess we can start with the who um when it comes to judging um this guy, i find it interesting in this story that throughout the rest of this time that he talks about about this that the mom stepmom isn't even mentioned again right almost like she's not a follower of christ maybe i i don't know um but he, but right so, so so let me ask you this mark is it do, is it appropriate to judge people outside of the church, like who aren't Christians or just Christians?
1: Well, it's interesting. it's the um, you know the 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 stepmom or the mom or whoever is not addressed, the father is not addressed. It's the man mm. who is among them. Yeah. And so the church and the Bible warns us several times, you know, are we not to judge the family of believers? Mm-hmm. You know we don't have any right really, to tell the world, or expect the world to live according to biblical standards we really don't yeah they're not following jesus and they you know they're doing their own thing right. in fact you know he even brings it even the pagans won't even do this yeah you know so but yes this is a part of them and we have to because we're protecting and if not it's just going to spread like wild, wildfire and the first corinthian church was a dysfunctional church and it's sure. only going to take a little bit that caused the whole thing to go down
0: yeah Yeah. So I I would agree 100%. I mean, it's, you know, looking outside of the church, like I I can't expect people to live by a standard that they're not even claiming to live or follow. Right. 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 Absolutely. um, You know, so, so I think that that completely rules that out, but, but those who are claiming to follow Christ, especially in this case, a guy who's in a specific, um, I think it's definitely appropriate uh, to to handle. Now there's some details in there that it kind of, kind of harsh right i mean he's like just hand this dude over to satan and let him deal with the situation is is this paul's way of saying well just send him to hell like go to hell man i mean is that is
1: that well so the motivation i think is pretty clear from the last part of verse five yes um and actually paul's not even addressing this man yeah he's addressing the church right who is proud about this yeah. who've given into it, who are tolerating it. And they're not leading. He's at the, he's, he's heading the leaders on this. Yeah. But the, but the whole motivation for his suggestion is that this guy, it's a, it's intervention. It's a yeah. wake up call, to this guy, and really salvation of this man is his number one goal. Right. But he's really, he's really hitting the leadership of the church here.
0: Oh, for sure. Right. Because essentially they, they are, not just accepting it but they're kind of sweeping it under the rug right i mean that's yeah they're, they're they're kind of just saying hey you know in their own way they're saying oh that's that's really cute i mean he's i mean they're they're such a good couple and you know uh, and right and it's like and paul's like no man you're missing <laughs> it right you're so, missing it so but but i think the as you said towards the end of at the end of verse five there's there is and if and actually if you keep reading into second corinthians he talks about you know, bringing this guy back and receiving him back and forgiving him. Um, right. But the purpose of this is not so that he'll, you know, go to hell and see you later, but it's right. so that his spirit may be saved uh, in the day of the Lord at the end of verse five. So, so I think we've established the who, when yeah. is it, a, a, and the why, I guess maybe is to restore them back to, you know, where they need to be. Um, have you ever ran into anything like that in, in your years of ministry?
1: Maybe, maybe not that
0: story specifically, but. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> no, but I'm pretty close. I think. Um, yeah. So there've been, there've been several times when I've had to step to a brother. Yeah. Um, or a sister to say, you know, really, really just to confront the rumor. Yeah. You know, cause you know, and I'm not sure I see some of these things. They wouldn't do it in front of me. But to right. confront the rumor and just to talk about the, the wrongness of it, right. And it's really interesting uh, how people respond because they re- they they like that. You can't, why are you judging me? Yeah. Um. Well, because it's wrong. There's yeah. right and there's wrong. So yeah, I've had uh, I, the, you know, the some of the least parts of ministry is really confronting sin in people, uh, and and really there's two you know, I think even this story, there's two motivations. Mm. One is, is to be, have to, you know, point this man in the right direction for the salvation of his own soul. Right. But it's also to protect the church. Yeah. You know, you know, so even for these, you know, you are proud, he's talking to the church, you are proud about someone else's sin. So that, that has worse ramifications than, than the sin of this guy.
0: Mm. Do you think that? Do you think that these these and and this this obviously this case is unique, but do you think that this has a a way of kind of, for lack of a better word, just putting a black eye on the church? Like, do you think this has a way of of damaging the church, or maybe, um, I don't know, uh, in in making the church impure, or for I I don't know, what what do you think?
1: Well, I, I think that's part of what Paul's doing here. He's trying to p- protect the church. Obviously, they're pro- you know not confronting. I mean, there's already a black eye on the church. Yeah. Okay, it's out there that this guy is immoral, but not confronting it, not not being leaders, puts a bigger eye on the church. I mean, even okay, if the pagans already won't do this type of sin, they're surely not going to give it any attention to the church. So yeah. yeah. So lack of leading puts a bigger eye on the church because we know sin's going to creep in and, and we're all going to fall to sin, but not, not dealing with it appropriately. is a bigger black eye.
0: Well, so I've seen this on Twitter, right? I've seen people uh, talking about things. I, in fact, actually, I saw this this last week and I was just kind of, it kind of bothered me the way that it was said. Um, so there was, there was a specific person who had come out and talked about, uh, a specific sin and they said you know um you know I've, I've studied the bible and i know what it says and 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 clearly they're they're trying to excuse a sin that's that's in their life and here's what the bible says about this and 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 there was a, a friend of mine who had commented on it and said um they said well you know i have sin in my life and you have sin in your life so i'm not going to call you out on it because who am i to say anything to you when I have sin, in my, and 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 my 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 thinking was, well, okay, that that's true, and and your sin isn't any worse than this person's sin, but that doesn't excuse the fact that it's still a sin. It's still wrong whether you have sin in your right. life or not, right?
1: Right, right. So, well, and even Jesus in that Matthew seven, he said, hey, first take the plank out of your your eye so that you can help your brother. Right. You know, he didn't say ignore him or not talk to him because you have your own stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and well, I people it, just like to hide. Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah. I
0: find it com- incredibly. I mean, I think I think we've lost the term of what love is. I think everybody thinks love is is acceptance and 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 it, and it is to an extent. But is not love like sometimes love is just being able to say, hey, bro, um, you know, I love you. And here's the truth, man. You know, it's, it's kind of right. like when you it's, it's kind of like when you go to a doctor and the doctor says, hey, man, I want to help you with your health problems. Here's what you need to do. Um, but I don't really like that. That, that sounds, I don't want to cut my sugar out and I don't want to, you know, but, but Hey, I'm telling you this because I care about you. I'm t- telling you this. Because, right. You know what I mean? Right.
1: Well, I, I love the word, the word agape that is, you know, the word love. Right. When you look at the, when you look at the root meaning of that, it's always pointing to God's preferential will. And so really, so really, when it uses agape love, it's being ready to choose for them what God would choose for them. Well, what's God going to choose? Well, the best for their well-being. Continued sin is not the best for anybody's well-being. So, yeah, we have to talk about
0: it. Absolutely. Um, So, so we've established that, you know, when we judge people, we can't judge people who aren't, who aren't. Claiming those standards. Right. So it, it has to be other Christian people. Otherwise it's completely out. Right. Um,
1: however, however, just a note, we can still talk about it. Yeah. Because I've had occasions where I'm talking to non-Christians about some of the things they're doing and they've responded to me like I had no idea that was wrong. And it got them thinking and fostered right. another conversation, but it wasn't a judgmental conversation. It was, it was just questioning about it. I was going to say more
0: informative, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, is really my attempt to reach them, yeah. but but we have no right to have judgmental, condoning spirit on them because they're the world.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Right. Uh,
0: so so and 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 the purpose is is like you said was was to restore this person and to protect yeah. the church. Uh, that that was yeah. Paul's purpose in this. So so we've covered the who and the why. Um, when, when is it okay? When is it appropriate to, and and I think you kind of addressed it a little bit from Matthew seven where, where Jesus says, Hey, look, man, if you, if you're seeing this speck of sawdust in somebody's eye and you you're walking around with the two by four hanging out of your face, uh, don't be, don't be. So, so do you think, you think, do you think, uh, you have to have your life in order, in order to call somebody else out? And not only that, but, um, do you have to maybe earn some credibility first before you speak into somebody's life?
1: Well, that's a great point. You know, if you, if you and I had to wait till our life was completely in order before we confronted things, we would never be able to preach on any given Sunday morning. That's Um, but second, but, but, uh, if if it can come out of relationship, man, you're going to have more effectiveness. And you know, so some, so that's where sometimes it's really hard in ministry, you know, because rules without a relationship, you know, yeah, who are you, right? Type attitude, but 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 if they know you care, and and they know you love the Lord, and you know they you, they know you love the truth, and they know you love them, it's easier to swallow. And yeah, maybe we can have a conversation. Without that relationship, is uh, you know. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to take it as a judgmental attitude. Yeah. And you, and here's what I've learned. You don't even have to have comment with that. You don't even have to say a word truth immediately judges. It just does. Yeah. You know, the world doesn't like the light. Yeah. So, yeah, it does require us to be an extra sensitive and coming at it. You know, sometimes in, with on church leadership, we have to talk about who might be the person right person to confront this. Right. Because they already have a problem with me, I might not be the best one right now. <laughs> right.
0: You you think you think truth scares people a little bit?
1: Uh, truth, uh, truth absolutely scares people, yeah. and it especially scares our world.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, and
1: that's and that's a big
0: one right now, right? Fear is is rampant as it is, but you know, Jesus said, Jesus said that the truth it doesn't enslave us, but it, but it sets us free. Right. And, and so sometimes that, that harsh, we, we know that the truth sets us free, but sometimes we don't want to have to go through this stuff to get, we want the freedom without the, without the, without the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And Uh. so, and and so, yeah, I I think, I mean, would you say there's, there's certainly a, there's definitely a time, you know, when, uh, when is appropriate to, to judge someone Um, and, and maybe the, how is the biggest one.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, right. So timing, yeah, man, it really should follow a, a, a time of prayer. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate confrontation, you yeah. know, and so it disturbs my own soul. So if I don't put, if I don't invite the Lord in on that, man, you better, you'd better just stay away. Yeah, don't right don't do the confronting, but the how it's so important the how, and, um, you know, so I have a brother in ministry, um, yeah. Ethan, he preaches at Ocean View. Okay. and his um his best skill is he can confront you with and have a smile on his face and you walk away from the conversation loving him because he t- said something yeah and it's so amazing yeah but but and so he's mastered the how you know, I get a little too emotional maybe about it or wrapped up into my own stress about it. And I might come off a little bit harsh, but he he's able to come to you and put his arm around you and say, hey, I got something I want to talk to you about. Here's what I see. He's smiling the whole time. You leave the conversation. He loves me. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. That's so, a gift. So it, yeah, it's a gift. And it's, sure. you know, we 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 probably should all work on that gift.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I, I would say, you know, you could be right and wrong at the same time. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. sometimes, and sometimes the way you approach it, um, you know, and the, and the, in your tone, I think I, I would say tone matters. Um, absolutely. And, and so maybe, maybe the wrong approach to calling somebody out is, is through an email or a text because or you are yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> You know, and I and I think and 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 the the sad thing is is we we laugh about that because so many people they do that and it's like right you know, prob- probably not the best place to be name dropping from from the stage or, or calling people right. out. I, I you know I I think I think I've I've had I've had situations in my life where somebody has said something to me and they were one hundred percent correct, but because they were a jerk about it, it went in right. one ear and came out the other. Um, Right. And, 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 and that's, and that's kind of how I think that the how matters, you know, I think Peter, I think it was Peter who said, you know, when you go to somebody and you, you maybe have a disagreement or something, you know, you go to them with gentleness and respect.
1: Absolutely. The way that, the way that you handle that. Those are two, those are two huge terms. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, in ministry, it's so easy to hide behind an email. It's so Mm. easy to hide behind a text. And quite frankly, it's easy to hide behind a pulpit. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's hard. That makes it hard. So yeah. So I, I would
0: say the way we the way we go about it, um, you know, matters. And you know, um, so often I, I think we have two sides of the spectrum. And we were talking about this before we came on the podcast. But in this in it, like, I, I wish that we could find some middle ground there because you got you got. You know, when when it comes to this topic of of judging, and you know, we we got one side of the of the spectrum who says, you know what, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because, like I said earlier, man, who who am I, right? I got sin in my life, so I'm not going to call you out. Then you got then you got uh, the other side, man, who just wants to sh- you know shake their fist and 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 they really aren't aren't trying to restore anyone. They're just trying to be right. Right. Uh, Is it possible to find the middle ground?
1: Yeah, obviously there is. And obviously Jesus is our example, being one who is full of grace and truth. Right. Um, And I think one of the things that helps me the most is uh, um, I've tried to train my first response. Usually I see something that's wrong. And it tends to make me mad. But as I've matured, I've realized the right response for a mature Christ followers is to see wrong and and become sad. Yeah. Because when I'm mad, it's usually because of something I don't like inside myself. And then I get emotional and then just, you know, do things I don't shouldn't do. But, but if the right response is sad, because, because I love them, they're on the wrong direction, this is right. going to hurt them. And yeah. I think the biggest training for that is me being a dad. Yeah, absolutely. Watching my own kids set themselves up for stupid or hurtful or wrong. And, you know, and at first it made me mad and I would just <laughs> yell at them. And yeah. then I started realizing the, why I'm getting in responses because I'm afraid. I'm sad. I don't want to see them hurt. And I think that kind of helped train me a little bit. Well, I,
0: I think that's, you're, you're certainly clearly at a different stage than me. You know, I, my kids are young kids still. And I think that's one of those things where I've seriously sat around and thought about like, man, when my kids are, even when they're in high school, like maybe you, maybe did you experience that? Like there were times when you wanted to kind of jump in and, and take care of the, like control the situation, but you had to learn like hey man they they gotta make me absolutely killer like that sometimes
1: yeah absolutely still, i'm still like that <laughs> yeah 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 I,
0: i'm absolutely. telling you man I, I i love all my kids the same but i have one daughter and three and two boys um and man and it's not that i don't love my boys the same but i I struggle, man, with when my daughter getting older and that kind of stuff. You know,
1: man, you know, you know what it's I know. like. I mean, I got one girl, two, three boys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, parenting is a great is a great teaching tool. I think you're you're constantly learning. You, you go there to teach your kids and a lot of times you, your kids end up teaching you. Um, yeah. But but yeah, man, I, I I think I think, you know, that both sides of that spectrum are, are wrong. You know, you, you look at it and you you know loving is not is not necessarily tolerating and if you read through the first part of uh first corinthians even before chapter five you go to chapter one and paul talks a lot about unity in the church and and and, and a lot of people think yeah we need unity and so that means we need to just accept everything and 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 paul's yeah. not saying that at all U- unity isn't tolerance uh right but 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 i think it but i think it is we do have to get to a point where our goal isn't just to you know, to be right, um, and, and, and be the one that comes out with the right answer. I think our goal always needs to be like Paul says at the end of verse five, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Like we, we want yeah. this guy to, we want, we want what's best, you know, but Paul's not doing it so that you know, he can get the extra gold star by his name. You right. Know?
1: And, you know, and so in my conclusion, you know, the people who are going to be saved are the people who love and obey Jesus. And so our goal is to keep pointing to Jesus, letting them love Jesus, yeah. and then you know, not selfish, n- not loving himself, not you know, going off selfish things. Yeah. And so that's where we always got to be pointing people, and then that's going to, that's going to affect our how, you know, it all comes down to the how you do it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Great stuff. Hey, really quickly, before I let you get off here, okay. um, if you if you could give one person piece of advice, and I know you, we've covered all this and, and, and probably said all we could say on it, but, but if you could give one person right now who maybe is dealing with someone who maybe is caught up in something that they don't, they shouldn't be, or they need, they need that, uh, gentle rebuke maybe, um, yeah. how, what, what piece of advice would you give to a person right now?
1: Um. You know, so, so first of all, if you're, if you're bothered, there, there is something, there is a real issue and there mm. needs to be a communication point. Yeah. I think we need to bathe in prayer before we act. Yeah. But, but for me, the most helpful thing has been to, to listen first because, um, you know, for example, just, uh, this, this morning, uh, dealing with some marriage counseling once you listen to their story and, uh, you know, not necessarily allowing them to excuse themselves, but to see where they're coming from, it's easier to see maybe why they acted the way they did,
0: Mm. that you
1: can foster the conversation. So instead of just jumping into their face and confronting what you see, there might be something you don't understand that if you were in the same boat, you may be tempted in the very same thing. So Uh, listen first. And I think that gives you credibility to say, Hey, well, here's, here's where I think we ought to be careful, or here's what I want to point out. How can I help you with this? This is what the Lord would want for you. Um, because we're concerned about them yeah, and ultimately their salvation and their relationship with the Lord. And so, yeah, we should have those conversations when we see people going the opposite direction.
0: I love it. Man, that is that's good stuff. Hey guys, go 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 check out Mark McGee. He's on Facebook. You can you can see the Crossings website, uh the crossingde.com. Man, go check him yep. out, man. It's good stuff. Uh fantastic guy. Hey, before I let you get off here, who's winning the Super Bowl? What's your what's your final score pick?
1: Uh who they Think they're going to beat those Bengals and I'm that's I'm right, seeing them baby. up three three touchdowns. They're up three touchdowns. Three
0: touchdowns. They're going big, baby. Oh my goodness! If that happens, oh my gosh, Mark, this guy, as you, you guys know, you know he's a Christian when he's predicting the Bengals. Today. <laughs> uh, man, I, I I hope you're right. I, I'm so thankful, man, that, that, that you jumped on here today and gave me some of your time. I know you're a busy man, but I appreciate you. I Appreciate what you're doing out in Delaware. I gotta get to Delaware.
1: I, I, I something about absolutely um, or some kind of. Is it a chicken or what's, what is it? The the fighting blue hens, oh man, they're ferocious. Uh, (laughs) But, but you want to come for the beach, not the, (laughs) not the chicken. Okay.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Oh, but there's a certain time because it's, it's farther up the coast. So it's, it's cold right now.
1: Well, so we're mid Atlantic. So just go to DC and keep going east. Uh, So you want to be, you want to come to Delaware in, you know, June through September, June through September. You're going to love it.
0: I, you know what? I know a lot of guys who talk about it. Um, Trevor DeVage has told me some stuff about that area. Um, yeah. But I, I couldn't tell you much about it. I've never been. Never never been to the
1: to that area. So. All right. Well, all our kids are gone. We have a big upstairs, plenty of room. Come on. Come stay with us.
0: <laughs> I'm sure your wife would love that. Let me tell you.
1: Hey, man, thanks so <laughs> much
0: for jumping on here. Appreciate it. And uh, praying for you, praying for your family. God bless you, man Thanks bro. for it.
1: Thanks for the invite. God bless you. This has
0: been a Behind the Micah podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week. And remember, we're always striving to love God, love others, and serve both.